Hello, hello. Welcome to the Kathleen Sessions. My name is Kathleen Slattery Moscow, and this is the show where we talk about stepping up and into our finest hour. Be sure to visit me at thekathleensessions.com. You can come meditate with me there um, every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Central. Uh, we meditate on Zoom for 15 minutes. It's lovely. There are also other ways to participate in that website and um, to deepen your practice and make your practice more consistent. So again, visit me at thekathleensessions.com. Okay, today we're talking about the secret sauce. We are talking about the fountain of youth, our kryptonite. We are talking about sleep, magical sleep. Um, I'm saying this as someone who spent a decade of my life suffering from insomnia and uh, a decade of my life like the walking dead. I think most of us undervalue sleep. We um, don't prioritize it and uh, we're robbing of ourselves we're robbing ourselves of this thing that can make us thrive. It can it can help us perform at our highest level. It can bring us great joy. It can give us longevity in terms of our health. And if we're not getting enough sleep, um, which most of us are not, if we're not getting uh, uh, enough sleep, it robs us of all those things. And so first of all, I'm going to recommend a fantastic book that I read called Why We Sleep, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. He's a researcher out of Berkeley. He's obsessed with sleep and for good reason. Um, so check out this book, Why We Sleep. I loved it. Okay, the next thing I'm going to do is I am going to go through a list of the things that ultimately I had to do to break out of the insomnia. Um, and I'm going to say these things in case they uh, help you, in case they uh, strike a chord with you. And I know that at least one of them is going to be a little controversial and is going to go against what most people recommend. Um but I'll talk about that more when I get to it. So the first thing, um, most of us have heard of sleep hygiene. And for, for me, one of the, the most critical things was, yes, indeed, choosing to go to bed at the same time every night. So making a ritual out of bedtime, making a ritual out of, um, you know, uh, the setup and the time before bed, but really picking a consistent bedtime and sticking with it. I'm usually within about a 30 minute range and it kind of depends on the seasons. So I'm either 9.30, I go to bed at 9.30 at night or 10 o'clock. Um, sometimes in the summer when it's really light longer, I might push it to 10 o'clock. So I've got about a 30 minute play there. Second is uh, no exercise for me at least after 5 p.m. I didn't realize how much my exercise and me getting my you know cortisol levels and everything jacked up was really contributing to my inability to stay asleep at night. So for me, I found that no exercise after 5 p.m. is really helpful. It does obviously push my exercise to earlier in the day, to early mornings or over the lunch hour or early afternoons. I've had to find a way to make that work, but it that has been a huge help. Number three, um, think three times. I have to think three times. I literally will stop myself about evening alcohol. So if, if someone offers me a beverage, even if it's a Friday or Saturday night, 
I won't just think once, I'll think twice and then three times because alcohol screws with our sleep. We might feel like we're able to fall asleep, but it definitely interferes with our ability to stay asleep. In fact, it can be the thing that wakes us up at night. Um, So again, a lot of that information is covered in this book as well as many other resources. But, you know, again, I think most of us think, oh, one, you know, what's the big deal? Or it helps me, it helps me fall asleep, right? A glass of wine. But uh, it's it's not true. It won't help you stay asleep, which is a, a big thing for most of us. Um, number four, no caffeine after 11 a.m. So, um, and again, I'm talking about what worked for me. So if you, um, let's back up a second and say that most of the research says that most of us, most of us, the vast majority of us need eight hours of sleep a night. Now, I know that some of you will say, I'm fine on five or six. I'm fine. You're not. Most of us are lying to ourselves when we say that. And even if you're not feeling it directly under the hood in your body, things are breaking down as a result of lack of sleep. And there's so much research now on driving when we don't have enough sleep, like it's um, as lethal as drinking and driving. There's so much unbelievable research out there. So please, please inform yourself. But they say on average, the research is showing that most of us need eight hours of sleep a night. Um, So for me, And this took a while for me to get this dialed. It really became apparent that any caffeine after 11 a.m. messed with my ability to sleep. So um, I do drink caffeine. I have two cups of coffee a day. I have them in the morning and I cut it off after 11 a.m. And be sure to look at the things that you think wouldn't matter. Things like kombucha tea. You know, kombucha has tea in it, has caffeine. Um, There are some places where caffeine uh, slips in the cracks. And so just be informed about all of that. Okay, number five, this one is the one that is going to maybe sound controversial based on maybe you've already talked to your doctor about this, maybe you've done a lot of reading, maybe even because it actually goes against something that this book says. But this was really important. I when I was really hitting the wall with with my sleep, I had to go to a sleep doctor. Um, I actually had to go, I, uh, I did a bunch of testing, I went to um, a sleep lab. And the doctor, um, when I was done with my sleep lab, and they were looking at the results, the doctor recommended that once I go to bed, that I pick a consistent bedtime, which I do, and a consistent wake up time, which I do. Um, but that that I stay in bed for the eight hours, that I stay in bed the entire time, which was counter to what I had been doing, counter um, to most of the research I had read about the fact that if you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't fall back asleep, a lot of the research says, well, you don't want to train yourself to be awake in your bed. So um, get up and step out. And then when you're tired, come back to bed so that you're always training your brain to be uh, affiliate the bed with sleep. This doctor actually advised the opposite. He said, stay in bed the entire time. So once I go to bed at 9.30 or 10 p.m., if I go to bed at 9.30, I stay in bed till 5.30. If I go to bed at 10 p.m., I stay in bed till 6 a.m. And what this did for me it was a miracle. And again, it's 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 not conventional thinking. I put it out there only if you are 
you know, up against a wall with your sleep and you want to try this, it was, it worked marvelously for me because what it, what it did was I recognized if I did wake up in the middle of the night, instead of having that exit, that permission then to get up and get out of bed and maybe read for a while or something like that, it was like, no, I wake up in the middle of the night. It's like, well, I'm not going to be able to get up anyway, because I made this commitment to stay in bed. And before you know, know it, I was falling back asleep. And um, it, I, I, it was probably the most major shift that that um, happened for me in, in terms of breaking out of the insomnia. So staying in bed, committing to staying in bed. Obviously, if you have to go to the bathroom, that's a whole different story. But like instead of getting up and going to another room or anything like that to stay in bed, again, maybe it won't work for you, but it was... Um, it was tremendous for me. Okay, uh, number six, not all of us can do this. Not all of us could do this. I get that it varies on our situation, but uh, not waking up to an alarm. I had to make some major adjustments actually in my own life, um, work-wise and, and some other things. I had to give up some huge opportunities um, by uh, saying no to some early morning stuff that would have required me to wake up to an alarm. But taking the alarm out of the equation just allows me to um, to sleep and uh, to, to get that sleep and not to be jarred out of it. And my body knows when to wake up. So now I'm pretty trained to sleep eight hours a night or close to eight hours. And I really don't have to worry about oversleeping. My body seems to know it's 530 or six or close. And so again, if you're in a position, which not all of us are, some of us work shift work, some of us have no options. And I get that. But if you're in a position to just get the alarm, the alarm out of your room, out of your equation, give that a try. Um, and then the final thing, which I'm sure most of you know is, but again, we might know it, but are we prioritizing sleep enough to be committed to this final one, which is no electronics before bed, like within a couple of hour window. So we're not having that blue light from the computer screen. And I know that a lot of the screens and stuff are adjustable and that sort of thing now in terms of that light activating the receptors in our eyes. I know that we can put it into night mode and that sort of thing. But what what it... Um, but what we can't turn off is the stimulation just in general from the content we're consuming. So yeah, our screen might be in sleep mode. So that is having a positive impact in terms of the receptors on our eyes, but the receptors on our heart, the receptors on our soul when we're scrolling Instagram or scrolling Facebook or scrolling, my gosh, the news right now. So yeah, um, I just threw a lot at you, but I... I wanted to do this program because it matters. It can it, your life your life and your health can be so much better. I know from firsthand experience if you um, if we all stop undervaluing sleep and make it a huge priority. And I'm not going to say much more than that at the moment because I think I'll just let Matthew Walker say it all to you. All right, everyone, uh, 
Have an amazing day. Remember, if you're listening to this show on a podcast, you can watch it. I, You know, it's not like you're watching a whole lot happen. You know, it's me <laughs> just sitting in front of the mic with a concrete wall behind me, right? But if you want to watch me sitting in front of a mic with a concrete wall behind me, you certainly can um, search the show, The Kathleen Sessions, on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, you can search the show, The Kathleen Sessions, on your podcast app. And then if you subscribe to both, it'll just like magic, poof, show up in your feed and you don't have to remember to hunt down the show. Okay, that's it, everybody. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day. And don't forget that this, this here, right now, this is your finest hour. Bye, everyone.